0: You're listening to Together by AGCI. I'm Maddie Salvati. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to share with you that this will be my final recording with Together by AGCI. It's absolutely stunning how time goes by and how much I've learned in my almost two years with this organization. I can honestly say that without this experience, I wouldn't have the courage to pursue this next career move. Part of me wishes it didn't require leaving my role in marketing or this podcast but I know I leave you in the best hands. Thank you for following along with the conversation and thank you for trusting me with your time. I'm so grateful. If there's anything I've learned from my time at AGCI, it's this, trauma happens in isolation and healing happens within relationship. The topics of trauma and healing are always very much a cornerstone in our approach to serving vulnerable families and kiddos at AGCI. Healing is also something that feels our current world is in desperate need of, more than ever. Here today to discuss trauma-informed healing and an approach we use at AGCI called Trust-Based Relational Intervention, or TPRI, is training specialist with the Karen Purvis Institute of Child Development at TCU, Darren Jones. Darren's main focus is instructing professionals in TBRI who are working with children who have experienced trauma. Since Darren joined the Purvis Institute in 2014, he has been an integral part of teaching and spreading TBRI across the globe. I've had the honor of attending some of his trainings with our staff, and I'm so excited to have him on the show today. So let's get to it. Well, welcome, Darren. Thank you so much for being here today on Together by AGCI. We're so grateful to have you. Um, I know it's been a really busy season for all of us, so I really do appreciate you taking the time to come on the show.
1: Oh, You're welcome. Happy to be here.
0: Of course. Thank you. So we'll just get right into it here. As we move forward in this new season with this show, with this podcast, we're looking to cover more and more topics um, that just relate to you know, not only the current state of the world, but to the healing aspect of how to recover from everything going on, essentially. Um, But maybe we can just start there. I know you are an expert in trust-based relational intervention, and that's a big reason why I wanted to have you on the show today. Mm -hmm. But as we like to cover healing as one of our topics coming up, um, can you talk more about how that relates to trust-based relational intervention, healing, and just the current state of the world?
1: Right. So, um, um, from our, from our perspective, you know, our ultimate goal here at the Camp Purvis Institute of Child Development at TCU is, is all about hope and healing. Uh, that's our ultimate goal when it comes to, you know, training, supporting, coaching, having interactions with professionals, you know, kids, parents, um, whomever. And, and so as we, we, um, uh, we we think about the essentials of TBRI, uh, uh, Empowering, connecting, and correcting. As uh, I see it, as the ingredients um, that that work within that healing process, you know, and and, and the ingredients of what I mean by those ingredients is thinking about the principles. You know, our co- connecting principles are all about um, based in attachment in in relationships and. You know, as you think about the current state of the world, there's so many things taking place if you if you just think of the pandemic, so many people have been separated, you know isolated relationally. Um, and and you know from the relational lens, uh, you know, connecting is a part of that. or you know what does it look like to support the 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 body and the brain and and, and the environment of of, of people uh, that's through our empowering lens. And then also, you know, through our correcting principles, just thinking about uh, shaping behavior, uh, uh, changing um, just things, the essential things that that take place in your life. Um, So when I think about healing in in that component as far as behavior, you know, I see healing as that, um, you know, just bringing good health uh, uh, to your life and sustaining that good health. And, And so from our perspective, if we could, you know, implement and 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 just engage in those those key ingredients or essentials, uh, we could we could bring about, you know, uh, good health and and sustain that good health.
0: Yeah, I love that. Just the aspect of putting it in the words of good health. I think that's so important going forward. And maybe a little context here for our listeners. Um, can you talk a bit about your story and how? TBRI became a part of your life and your practice?
1: Yes. Um, uh, any, anytime I share my story, I, I, I try to make it short and sweet, but uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't promise that. That's because okay. Uh, I, I go all the way back to, um, you know, just my, my upbringing, uh, because that's an important component of my story. Um, and uh, the reason I do, because I was, you know, one, being raised up in a small town in, uh, in Arkansas. And, uh, so around, you know, it, it's, it, in Arkansas, it's actually a big town because we have a population of 10,000 people. That's pretty big. And, uh, in Arkansas, but anyway, um, you know, part of my story of just being raised up, uh, uh, mostly by my grand my grandmother, you know, I had, I had great relationships with my mom and my dad, you know, being a kid that, you know, uh, growing up experience, um, just being, you know, uh, in a community in a state of 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 poverty, um, you know, being a kid who was impacted and experienced divorce, you know, multiple times, and and um, you know, experiencing you know various things uh, in the streets, in the community, all of those things are part of my upbringing that that led to, uh, you know, this journey of serving people and, and, and pe- folks across the globe with, when it comes to trauma-informed care. Right. Um, so anyway, you know, that's important because the, the state of mind I was in, you talk about, you know, good health, just thinking about emotionally, mentally, um, just where I was as, as I, you know, began to go into college. Um, at that space, you know, you, you think about, you know, where you are emotionally and, 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 and things of that nature. my my choice to go to college wasn't necessarily because that was the path. Uh, For me, it was just, you know, um, I I was at that time I was, I had a couple of choices, you know, people told me you could, you can go to school um, once you graduate high school or you can go to the military or you can, you can be on your own, you know? And I, and I had, I had, I had enough uh, experience at the time. And I always say street sense where, I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not equipped to be on my own. Um, I, I I tried to get into the military. I took a couple of those tests, but I didn't pass the test uh, for for various reasons. And and then I um I said, well, I can buy at least six months, you know, a semester if I go to college. And I and I actually went to college. And um and on my mind at the time, I was like, I can buy some time. I'll be free. I can kind of play and party and have fun. And it wasn't necessarily interested, you know, in, in in formal education in that sense. And um, and part of this journey, um, I always point this out because I remember sitting down with uh, an advisor at the University of Arkansas Fayetteville that I went to, and she asked me a question. She said, "What do you what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to major in?" And my my words to her, I said, "I said, ma'am, I don't know. I don't I don't even want to be here, more or less. You know, figure out what my major is." and she um and she said, well, uh um you know she she talked about the school more, and then I said, "I actually want to do what my grandma does." and she said, "Okay, what's that?" And I said, My grandma's always been one to you know uh take in uh you know anybody, take care of anybody, family, community, you know, visiting folks, praying for folks." uh, um, feeding, you know, masses of people. Uh, it, it was, you know, her house was just that, that spot, you know, you can come by at two o'clock in the day or two o'clock in the morning and she's open arms. Mm-hmm. So, so the advisor said, well, you know, that sounds like, um, she started talking about sociology or social work. And I said, "I well, actually, I don't know what either one of those mean. You know, I never grew up with a social worker or sociology in my community. And uh, so she explained those. And I told her, um, uh, I said, well, let me, let me do social work because that sounds, that sounds kind of like what my grandma does, right? And um, so as, as she explained it, I chose that and, and fast forward, you know, uh, years later, as I started to, you know, sit in classes and, and hear about social work and as I started to do internships and work at different types of organizations, um as I was interacting with kids, especially you know, now that I know who exposed the trauma, um, it, it, it wasn't necessarily a um, it, 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 se- it seemed it uh, seemed um, I don't want to say easy, but it was like what what's what's the problem? Why, why are people frowning upon this kid who's having some behavior issues who's cussing and fussing and and looking back, you know, I could relate to those kids in a in a different way which, which I had interactions, you know, in a, in a different way. So, um, so, you know, you fast forward and, and I I continue to kind of gravitate towards, uh, some of the most challenging youth, you know, uh, in my, in my work, in my profession. And, um, and then you fast forward a little bit more, just getting to how TBRI came about. I was actually working in, uh, in an organization in Texas, And it was these 4- to 12-year-old kids who always give them credit for teaching me, you know, a whole lot that I know today. And the reason was is I had no experience, no formal training in in trauma-informed care, nothing about TBI. And it was this chaotic, stressful environment. You know, staff was stressed. Parents were stressed. Kids were stressed. The the schools, the therapists, anybody interacting was uh, stressed out, and it was chaos. And one of my coworkers said, "Darren, go to this training with me." And I kind of rolled my eyes, like, "Great, I, I'll go because I can get a little break." So I went to this training, and um, and I remember sitting in this little uh, uh, chapel. It was a little chapel about an hour away from uh, uh, Fort Worth, and I and and I I didn't know who Karen Purvis was. I didn't know who David Cross were. I didn't know anything about TCU and, and TBRI. And I sat in that chapel and I listened to this lady speak. It was Doctor Purvis at the time, and um and that and it was the first time I had came across somebody who had solutions and answers to uh you know as it relates to this bringing hope and healing and good health you know to to kids to families to communities. And one of the things that she said um, that 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 I, I hold dearly to my heart today, she said, um the kids bled before they came to us and they shouldn't bleed up under our watch. And, and I, and I took what she said, to heart, and I really started to put it into play and the practice every day. And, um and we began to engage in TBRI, you know, in the residential program and with the kids and the families and the staff. And, and, and from that point on um, it's been TBRI, you know, ever since, if that makes sense.
0: Definitely. I, that's so powerful. I can't, imagine hearing those words. Um, I mean, directly from her too, that's pretty special. Um, just the concept of not wanting these kiddos to hurt anymore and just the harm that can still happen even when we are trying to help. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's so important to remember and something really important to remember too, just with everybody that we come into contact with, especially today um, and, not, and just mm-hmm. being aware of their story too. One other thing I was thinking of is just um, in order to keep preventing that bleeding, as Karen Purvis was talking about, um, within the trauma cycle, within institutions and within care, how can we evaluate the trauma cycle and just the fact that we sometimes we forget about our own trauma, our parents' trauma maybe, um, and how that will affect them raising their children or our children in the future going forward.
1: Right. Uh, no, that's a that's a great question, and uh, you know, I would say ongoing, just about on a weekly basis. You know, as we you know engage with people across the world that are you know embarking upon this this journey of uh, healing and and, and trauma informed care, TBRI. For us, um, <clears throat> you know, it's a constant reminder of as it, we 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 come to the work. You know, talking about Mostly, how can we serve kids? Right. Um, And that's the focal point. So often we we say and just remind uh, ourselves and other people that, you know, we we can't forget about uh, the caregiver. You know, we can't forget about the the mother. We can't forget about the father. We can't forget about the grandma, you know, the other uh, uh, siblings in the home, the teachers. You know, uh, we can't forget about ourselves and 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 what we mean by that, and I know what I mean by that, is that you know if if we're going to you know decrease you know this this cycle, if you will, this generational cycle, this vicious cycle of these stressful events and interactions and exposures and and, 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 and trauma um, we have to help people and educate people that are the caregivers, the parents that um, we too, might have some adverse events in 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 our history, you know um we ask ourselves and and you know I remember being engaged in in learning about adverse childhood experiences and you know reading that study and and um and, and hearing people talk about that study and and one of the main components you know um in that study you know and then Philetti began to ask you know adults. You know what? What type of experiences did, were you exposed to uh, in, in your past? So things like you know physical abuse and you know uh, uh, um, verbal abuse and you know domestic violence and drug exposure in the home and divorce and and and, and so forth. And um, that itself is a is a pivotal mom- moment of of if you're going to you know decrease this this trauma cycle. You know, it's very important to to ask ourselves these questions as the caregivers, as the parents, um, um, because, for example, with Darren, you know, I need to have an understanding of uh, my history. I need to have an understanding of how, uh, you know, I attached uh, to my parents and how their parenting and their relationship with me, you know, impacts my interactions and relationships with, you know, kids and parents and coworkers and uh uh um, you know things of that nature just in the in the day to day and I think the bottom line comes down to when you think about you know relational trauma um we we always say you know um you know if 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 harm happened in relationship then then deep healing happens in relationship yeah. and and one thing that Dr., Dr. Purvis used to say you know a lot when she was with us is that is it's, it's very difficult to take a child to take somebody else to a place of healing that you're not willing to embark upon. Right. So, so, so I need, I need to be able to, you know, dig deep into uh, some of my history and some of the current stressors and, 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 and work on self. If if I'm going to pour into and work on other people in a, in a, in a, in an effective, an effective way.
0: For sure. Yeah. I think, just evaluating to just exactly how you might be helping. Um, and just like you were saying, saying in an effective way and taking into account what steps you have in mind when it comes to healing and how you might be helping not only yourself, um, but the person you're trying to help as well. Um, and that would just lead me to my next question. Um, how can, Parents, especially for you know, of children from hard places, from children that have had a lot of no's in the beginning of their life, um, how can parents make decision for the for their children that are trauma informed for them?
1: I think I think one of the most effective ways um, that that you know, I try to I try to um, share some of my experiences, you know, as as opposed to just telling folks, you know, yeah. what to do and how to do it. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, just share some of my experiences. With what helps me make trauma-informed uh, uh, decisions for the children, and, and one of the things I believe in is uh, one: just get educated about, you know, trauma-informed care. And 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 once you begin to engage, you know, you begin to think um, and see. Um, each and every day through the lens of a of a trauma informed lens if you will um and it, and it's it's pretty interesting because you know um when when you do that you know i i i i always you know say and i and i kind of have this this mantra in my head you know i think about if if our if our children you know who've been exposed to trauma impacted by trauma um either a couple things. They either never, never received, uh, um, or never got their needs met in a in an optimal way, or or that experience of getting those needs met were impacted, or or uh, disjointed or disconnected, you know, along the way. So what that means as a as a caregiver, as a parent. Uh, each and every day, I'm I'm asking myself, you know, what does this child need in front of me? What does this baby need? And and I, and, I, and I always say, you know, I'm talking uh, if I'm talking about a two month old or or a 12 year old or or a 25 year old, I'm thinking in terms of meeting needs, right? And and also with with the framework, if you will, that that kind of uh, it, it helps me, and you know, I want to share with other folks. I, I think about the three pillars of, of, of trauma, you know, so, so like the practical pieces and and Howard Bath, you know, shared, shared this with us when we talk about felt safety connection and regulation. Right. So, so as I'm interacting with my, even, even my kids, you know, I'm thinking to myself, uh, what, what does this environment feel like? What does daddy's voice feel like? You know, do my kids feel safe around me? Not necessarily protected, but, but what is their stress system like, you know, is my voice driving up? stressing them is it the way my, my body stands and, and, and the way I look you know do they feel uh comfort um uh on the inside right um what does my relationship uh look like am I connected to my to my child in front of me you know some of those ingredients that I talked about you know what is what does my eye contact look like the healthy touch my voice tone behavior playfulness you know we talk about um, being aware of ourselves, and and as as we also are being aware of the people in front of us, you know, um, you know, what what am I bringing to this interaction? You know, um, i with my child, so I'm constantly thinking about things that fall under the umbrella of connection. And then, you know, I, I always think in terms of um, to to make these decisions for our youth in a trauma-informed way. How are we supporting? regulation, you know, uh uh in our kids and for our kids, you know. So if, if if I'm making a decision for my child, for example, at school, you know, I would sit in those rooms with, with the, the school administrators and teachers and things of that nature. And if and if a decision is made uh to do X for my child, I'm asking the questions of, you know, is is this is this going to help my child regulate? Or is this going to add gasoline to the to the fire, right? And if and if the an, if the if the answer is is going to actually dysregulate my child, which means I'm gonna get a phone call, you know, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day, because my child is dysregulated, then that decision that we made for my child is not a trauma informed decision. Because one, my baby doesn't feel safe, my baby's stressed out always in this environment. Two. My baby doesn't feel connected with anybody. You know, for example, in the schoolhouse. And then three, um, my baby's constantly, you know, uh, uh, dysregulated, if you will. And if that's the scenario, you know, we have to step back and 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 say, okay, how can we formulate and think through this in a trauma informed way to ensure we're, we're meeting meeting the needs uh, of our children.
0: Yeah, just seeing that happen in real life is so apparent and I think it can be really powerful as well um of just watching a child um who's able to connect and regulate to their like with their surroundings and with their caregivers um I think that's something that's so important to not only like in the home that's because that's where it starts but in the schools too and how a child connects to their environment and their friends and their teachers um I think that's something we definitely need more of going forward as well um can you think of an example or a story of healing um, where you did see that change a child in more of a real life sense? um, Maybe a child that you were working with or in your own children. um, How, how powerful was that just to see um, that effort and being trauma informed come to life?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could, I could, uh, I can talk all day about, uh, stories. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll give, I'll give one or two, you know, yeah, personal stories, you know, one, one particular, uh, story, I think about this little guy who, uh, was, was with us in, in, in residential. And, um, you know, he was, he was adopted internationally, um, uh, at about 20, 27 months. And, um, you know, he, he, he was, you know, uh, we, we engaged with him at about seven years of age and, every layer of extreme behavior uh mainly aggression uh and things of that nature and what i mean by aggression you know just for example it was common uh when 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 we first began to engage with this young person to um you know uh uh violence and couldn't even put a seatbelt on to get in the in a in a car you know at a vehicle because it it you know, the kiddo would just refuse and it turned into all, all types of other things. Right. And and what, what's beautiful about this is, you know, when you talk about, you know, you asked the question earlier about um, uh, the trauma cycle, you know, uh, yeah. for the parent and making trauma informed decisions. Well, you know, for a long time, for years, the, the, the kid was the problem, you know, and everybody was focused on, quote unquote, fixing the kid. Um, but part of, you know, entering into this trauma-informed, you know, uh, relationship, and, and, and for us it was TBI, you know, we began to engage with, you know, mama, engage with daddy, and engage with, you know, siblings, and, and really talking about attachment and our own history and how to engage in the moment and how to help our, 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 our young person regulate himself and not just talk about regulation, but Uh, teach him regulation each and every day, you know, and really be intentional uh, uh, about every interaction that we have, you know. So eventually you get to a place where you have a young person, again, at seven, just imagine your relationship with your parents is cussing, fussing, kicking, screaming, you know, uh, parent, child uh, have to lock themselves in the bathroom and bedroom because of the violence. And then you know, over time, through these these healing interactions, you get to a place to where um, you, you 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 know, Mama walks through the door and and happy to uh, engage with her you know her her young person um, each and every day. You know, you have a young person who has remained at one school for an entire school year. You know what I mean? Um, um, during this time, then you have a young person who's 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 never been able to participate in things like student council or certain groups at school. Um, and this young person is able to engage and take leadership roles in the school and engage to, you know, and able to engage in other types of activities um, in the school environment. And, 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 you, and ultimately what you get to is you you don't just have a, you don't have a young, a young person that's fixed. You have a whole family that's, that's experiencing healthy living now. You know, so when I talk about felt safety earlier, you don't have a family walking around their own home on pins and needles and, and stepping around like they're gonna step on a time bomb or some type of mine or anything, because everybody feels safe, connected, and and knows how to use their words, both parent and child, you know, to get their needs met and they don't have to use, you know, other behaviors that we might deem inappropriate, you know, to get those needs met. Um, you know, another another particular uh, uh, story that, that stands out. And, 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 and it's just in my mind always is, um, um, I, I remember, you know, working with a, a group of kids and, and, you know, we're, we're really going deep in TBI each and every day. And then you hear, you have a 11 a year old kiddo with, with a you know, horrendous background. And, um, I remember he was actually sitting and, uh, um, Therapy one day, and, and his counselor wants, wanted him to do, you know, some, 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 some deep breathing and some calming, and, and, and what, what, what the counselor said was, I want you to listen to, this, uh, uh, to the sound of the ocean and try to close your eyes, right? And, and the young person couldn't do it, you know, and the reason he couldn't do it is that he didn't have a context for what she was asking him to do up with the ocean. So, so, so fast forward, you know, you have a young person who has been in an environment that couldn't necessarily go outside the home, or go on a vacation, or go to the park because of his his behaviors, right? So, as as we transition and transform this environment uh, to a trauma-informed and a healthy environment, we begin to take, you know, kids on. Uh, vacation, we we began to go to the beach and and really do things that kids should be doing, you know, and and I remember one one time after going to the beach in the summer, and we're you know we're kicking back, got our got our toes in the sand and having fun, and then we come back in the in the week the week afterwards, I remember his his counselor calling me, and saying uh, uh, Darren, you won't believe this, he said our our, our our little guy, he actually he actually requested to uh, listen to the sound of the ocean. And he says, I want to use that because I, now I know what the ocean is like because I've been there. And it was the first time he was able to sit for like 30 minutes and regulate and be calm and, 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 and just listen to his body and, and do what he needed to do to, to calm himself, right? So, so, so it's interesting um, how much progress you can make, you know, uh, when you do shift, you know, your thinking, your interactions in a way that's, that, uh, you know, trauma-informed care and, and, and meeting the needs of, of, uh, of the kids.
0: Darren's words of healing, caring, and compassion continue to drive much of the TBRI movement today at the Care and Purpose Institute. You can learn more about what they do by going to child.tcu.edu. Our hope is that as we continue on in our own healing journeys as individuals, as families, as a country, we keep in mind that no matter how hard, traumatic, tiring, or tough things can feel, you absolutely were never meant to handle it all by yourself. So thank you for walking with us on this constant journey in pursuit of healing and togetherness. It's been a true honor, everybody. Thanks for listening.